0: I want to get your thoughts, Dash. We'll deep dive into it a little bit later on. But the release of the AFL fixture, whether that mm. affects the markets already, is that something that opens on Betfair as soon as the fixtures released?
1: Yeah, that, that's always a, a moving feast. But but yeah, it's interesting. You, you look at the the double ups, the number of interstate games, Damn and rounds. Um, yeah, six-day breaks and things like that, so that's where it gets pretty interesting uh, when you look at the AFL fixture, but it doesn't move enormously in terms of premierships and top eight and things like that. Injuries, like you look at, say, the Max King injury and yeah. bits and pieces like that, Collingwood with Darcy Moore and Jordan Goey and that sort of thing, that's where you, you get most of your movement around.
0: That's true, and uh, commiserations for that, by the way, with Max. <laughs> I know you were pretty upset during the week, and <laughs> rightly so, but, yeah, I just wonder whether that does affect the way people think. I suppose it does to a certain extent, but you don't really know, do you, until probably the first six weeks of the season you get an idea of who's playing well because sometimes those Friday night fixtures, for instance, the marquee ones, yeah. turn out to be duns because of the way things move. <laughs> yeah, that's right. How would you – if you were to rank the top six – in
1: your mind, so that the six most likely to win the flag in a rough order off the top of your head, which way would you have had that live in your mind?
0: I don't think it changes via the fixture because you simply base it off. In my view, you always base it off the previous year because what else can you go off? You don't know what's going to happen over the preseason, et cetera. So Geelong would have to be in there given their convincing grand final win. Collingwood showed a lot of promise and there's plenty of scope for improvement there as well. So they're in there. I think you've got to keep Sydney in there with their great culture. Yep. Carlton could be a big mover, you never know. They mm-hmm. could sneak into the top 6. I'm not saying they're going to be a top 4 side, but given the level of development that's already been undertaken mm-hmm. and what's to Definitely. come, they'd have to be in there prominently. Fremantle also have scope for improvement too. I think they've probably been somewhat of the quiet achievers compared to where they were a few years ago. So, I think those are the teams you really got to think. I'm probably but, missing one or two.
1: Cuz that's where it's interesting cuz um yeah, Fremantle, surprisingly, are ninth in the line of betting. Um, they've got – and Carlton are seventh. They're just outside the top six. But team that's eighth in the line of betting between Carlton and Fremantle is Port Adelaide, which um I think Port, Adela- Port Adelaide are quite a bit shorter in the premiership market than Fremantle at this stage, which is a little bit surprising based on, I mean, Port Adelaide are certainly capable, but Fremantle's year and the fact that they're quite young. I know they had a few players leave the club, like Rory Lobb and a couple of others, but their midfield stayed pretty solid, so I'm surprised by that. Geelong are favourites for the flag at the moment at 6.20. Uh, Melbourne, second favourite. Obviously, they were not too far away, but had a a disappointing straight-sets exit in the finals, but expectation is you put Grundy in there. They've got probably the two best ruckmen of the the modern era in the same team, but uh, Richmond are third favourites for the flag at this stage. Obviously there's always a lot of money on the Tigers based on their popularity, but obviously getting Taranto and Hopper and the way they finished the year, that's fair enough. Sydney and Brisbane at 940. Brisbane are the interesting one because they had an amazing off season really to get Dunkley into that side, you know, he's a 30 possession a game midfielder. Uh, Jack Gunston into that forward line is uh, really important. I mean, he could kick 35 to 40 goals for them and, and complement what they have, especially given they lose McStay to, to Collingwood. Uh, then you throw in uh, getting Ashcroft, who was the best player in the draft. And, and I expect Ashcroft to be every bit as good as Nick Dacos was yeah. uh, this year, next year. So I think Brisbane being five in the line of betting, uh, coming off a, a good final series in a prelim, admittedly they are outgunned convincingly by Geelong in that prelim, but um, they've been around the mark for a while, Brisbane, and I reckon they've probably them alongside Richmond with those two midfielders would have improved their list the most. Um, so yeah, I don't mind them. Collingwood have sixth in the line of betting it and even tens and Carlton, as we said at 12s, Carlton's fixture is not too bad. I know, as you say, that doesn't impact things too much, but I think they'd be pretty pleased with that in terms of their double up games. Um, so yeah, the surprises for me are probably Brisbane, not being a little bit higher in that market and, and Fremantle not being a little bit higher in that market. Some of the others are Bulldogs, an interesting watch there at 20 to one at the moment. And then St Kilda, uh, they actually on the back of the Max King injury went from 30s to 40s. So <laughs> that, that made a fairly significant change in that market. The other one is Essendon being a lot shorter for the flag than the Gold Coast. Um That's probably an intriguing one as well, uh, given uh, the Gold Coast natural upside with Ben King coming in and Essendon, the uh, the, the changes at their club uh, over the last little while.